podcast for Just Want to Know. We are not a money advice service and this podcast aims to support parents in talking to their children about the cost of living rather than the offering advice around money and budgets. Hi guys and welcome to this edition of the MHST podcast. My name's Lucy and I've got Vicky and Becky with me today. Hiya. Hiya. And we wanted to put a podcast out there for parents um, to help understand how the cost of living crisis is impacting children um, and to support you in having those conversations. So we know that 85% of parents are worried about the cost of living crisis um, and a third of those are actually worried about affording basic school supplies. And we also know that 93% of children are aware of this uh, and 61% of children are worried, which is quite a, a big percentage. So we thought it would be really useful to pop this podcast together with some tips and tricks to support managing the well-being of children in this really difficult time. We know that the cost of living crisis can feel really overwhelming to young people and their parents. So to help them having these sometimes difficult conversations, we've created an acronym for COST. We're going to explain what the acronym stands for as we go through. But the first C is child appropriate. So trying to use simple language and consider how these conversations might be different depending on your child's age. I suppose that's being about being open and honest with children. Like That's really important, but getting that balance, isn't it, between being honest and telling them too much. So I think that's where children do end up becoming sort of worried about things that maybe they shouldn't be worried about. Does that make sense? Completely. And I think it's something that um, can be difficult to strike that balance for. And I think there isn't there isn't a right or wrong. And it really does depend on what the relationship might be like, the family situation is like within your own home as to how much is appropriate for your child there isn't a sort of set age or um, a set school year that actually something would or wouldn't be appropriate to have Um, and I think parents know their children best and they know what is right or wrong for them to be aware of. Absolutely I wonder whether um, it could be useful as well to have sort of conversations about birthdays and Christmas and how they might look slightly different at the moment Um, but sort of Rather than the focus being on finances, being more being on like activities you can do together, things we can enjoy together, they don't cost quite as much. Yeah, I've seen a really good thing on social media and it talked about for Christmas, sometimes we can overindulge and actually it's about being really important about thinking about something that they need one thing that they want and something to read. So I think that was quite a nice thing to think about rather than having hundreds and hundreds of presents that actually our children often don't play with, um, just really focusing on the things that are important. So that might be a nice idea. Yeah, I really like that. I think as well, um, the Christmas podcast that we've got coming up is going to be looking at um, like cost-effective crafts and things. So things that Children often want to buy for each other or buy for parents, and that can be costly. So the crafts that they're going to talk about and different ways of giving without it costing too much, that might be a really useful podcast for people to tap into as well. 
I think I those thoughtful agree. gifts are, are nicer as well, aren't they? So it might be like baking a cake for your friend or designing a card for them, something that they might appreciate a little bit more than having money spent as well. I always appreciate cake. <laughs> you can just feel so tough to know where to start sometimes because like you said, you know, it's birthdays, there's Christmases and on top of that, you know, and, you know, not even looking so far in advance, there's kind of day-to-day bills um, and, and shopping. So I think a helpful way that um, I've heard of explaining it to young people is just the idea that we have sort of things that we want um, and things that we need. So the things that we need might be um, the food that we buy or, um, you know, bills, making sure our house is warm and we've got food on the table. Um, so because those things are costing us a little bit more, we don't have as much money left for those things that we want. Um, and sometimes that's a, a simple sounding way to just explain it to even quite young young children. Yeah, I think it's really important as well to remember that it's OK to say no or it's OK to say, you know, not yet. I think as parents, you can feel very guilty about that. But actually, it is OK to set those boundaries. I think what you said there is really powerful and that not yet. It doesn't mean that, you know, our children can never ask for things again or they can never raise if they, they want something or they really have a desire to get something. But actually that idea of maybe not now um, and maybe that might be something that, that can be sourced elsewhere or, um, you know, sourced for a special occasion. So the next in our acronym of COST is O. So that stands for Opportunities for Fun and Learning. So it's okay to say no sometimes. Despite our best efforts, kids still pick up on our anxieties. If we're embracing fun activities that our children can do to think about managing in these difficult times. So some ideas that we use in my family are meal planning and getting the kids involved. They really like this. It helps give them a sense of ownership. And actually, we can set a challenge of who can plan the weekly shop for, let's say, five or ten pounds. So that's really good. That's really good. I remember when I was younger, my mum used to set us a little challenge in the shop. So it would be like, how much shopping can we get for a tanner? Um, and we enjoyed that as kids it was then like running around the shop trying to find the cheapest things to make sure we got as much as we could for the money that we had um so yeah I think that's quite a nice idea as well and I think even once you've got your your, your meal plan or your shopping list you can still make a, a kind of game of buying those activities buying those ingredients when you're in the shop um you know if you've got to buy some bread you can have a look and see if you can find the cheapest loaf um and you know think of other ways that um you can kind of keep those costs down and searching for those cheapest items sometimes as well it's it's cheaper to spend the time getting the ingredients and making something than it is buying the already produced product and actually that's a really good opportunity then for that sort of learning how to make something out of ingredients doing the ingredient shopping doing that cooking together and spending that time together and I think that you then get two lots of sort of positive out of that you're saving money but you're also spending time together as well 
Yeah, I can totally relate to that, Lucy. I mean, me and my kids have been doing sort of baking at home and it saves loads of money. And then the other day we made some bread, which they were absolutely thrilled to make. Um, so it was really good. It was money saving but and we were having fun whilst we were doing it as well. And I think as well as having fun, if we think about think to our five steps to well-being, which are widely kind of acknowledged by the NHS as really important things to keep our well-being um, positive. One of those is to keep learning. Um, and we always identify that doesn't necessarily mean learning in school for lots of young people. That is learning outside of school. So like you say, learning maybe how to bake or um, how to do some of the crafting activities like we discussed in our city of cost. Um, you know, learning is something that's really important for us. There's a great, great thing to include here. I was just going to say, Lucy, I know a lot of schools are focusing on supporting families that maybe are struggling in these difficult times and are setting up their own kind of food banks or having reverse advent calendars. And I think this is a nice idea for families that want to get involved, sort of supporting others that are struggling at this difficult time as well. Getting children, like you say, it's fun, but actually they're supporting other people at the same time. Absolutely. I think it's also a really good sort of opportunity to to teach children about budgeting, about spending wisely and saving money. I could do with some advice about that myself, if I'm honest, sometimes. Um, so it's really good sort of opportunity to have those conversations um, and teach children about being responsible with the money that they've got. So the next part of our acronym of, of cost is the S and that's stick to the facts. So being open and honest is great for children, but be sure to have those conversations with other adults sort of out of earshot so that they're not overhearing what's being said. Yeah, I think kids' anxieties can easily spiral and obviously some of the language we use can be a little bit scary. So the cost of living crisis, um, blackouts on the, on the news at the moment can be a little bit scary. So just thinking about what we're saying in front of our children as well, I think is really relevant. Absolutely. I think it's really important to be able to have those conversations with, with our peers and, and talk about it. But it is really thinking about, you know, where are the children? What are they overhearing? Because they're not going to overhear all of a conversation. They might just hear those really dramatic words like crisis, blackouts, that kind of thing. And then their imaginations are just going to take over, aren't they? And I think, like you were saying earlier, it's about remembering that these are adults' concerns and they're not something that children need to be worried about. You know, it's something that we would deal with as adults. So I think that's important to remember. I know that in our house, I've had to think about the way I speak to my children about leaving lights on and things because I don't want them to be worried about if they're leaving a light on and then leaving the room about the cost and if that's going to spiral us into debt and then we won't be able to have any lights on in the house. So just thinking about ways of kind of making it a bit more fun for them as well right remember if we're not in there we're just turning everything off so just getting them used to that I think perhaps that's well like so you've thought about it a lot in your own house Vicky but um the idea of having sort of like the news on or having loads of news channels around can sometimes be quite difficult because the language on there is designed for adults it's it's not designed to be shared with young people necessarily so they do use lots of those quite difficult words like like we've already mentioned a few of them earlier so i think the idea of maybe kind of watching the news in your own private time or accessing that in a way that means your young people won't necessarily be exposed to it 
um, could be a really helpful transition to make. I think Absolutely. that's really good point becky i know that we used to watch the news at sort of tea time when we'd all sit down together and now we don't do that we sort of talk about oh what's gone well in your day what have you done that you've enjoyed just set to give the day you know we want to focus on the positives and not the stuff that the news is highlighting because it could be a little bit scary for young people can't it definitely i think it's really important to to reassure young people that may have overheard things because it it does happen um, we we can't kind of protect them from everything. They do know what's going on, but it's really important to reassure them that actually it's all okay. We're the grown ups. We've got everything under control. We know what we're doing, and you know there's nothing for you to have to worry about. Um, I think that's a really important message to get out there to to young people. thing we're going to cover in our cost acronym is T, which is taking advice. So speaking to those around you and getting advice from credible sources. Um, but like we said before, try and not to have those conversations around children. Yeah, so there's lots of support out there, isn't there? And I think that the, the first place everybody goes is their own support network. So talking to your friends and your family, sharing tips and ideas with each other can be really, really useful. I know I've got sort of budgeting tips from from my mum, from friends um, and from other family members as well. Um, so I think that's always our first sort of port of call, isn't it? I think we can all resonate with things that were maybe shared with us or said to us in our own childhood that we maybe bring back around, um, you know, lessons we've taken from our own parents that um, suddenly have a different meaning when we get older and we pay for our own bills. And I think looking at social media as well, I know we're saying take advice from credible sources, but like we were saying, getting those hints and tips on support with kind of managing finances or budgeting. Um, I've seen a few really good tips on social media recently that I will be trying out at home just to save a few pennies. Yeah, I think as well, like accessing what's in your community. So we know that um, there's food banks everywhere um, that can be accessed. Many schools have got sort of food banks and even clothing banks now as well. I know some schools are um, school uniforms that kids have grown out of that the parents are bringing them back and then others are able to sort of take those. Um, there's, I'm sure they won't mind me mentioning um, St George's School in Gainsborough are doing an absolutely fantastic job um, of doing this as well. They've got food banks, support groups, so much going on. And they're not the only school that have got things like that going on in the area. I know that my children's school are looking into doing um, a book swap. So, you know, some children are quite lucky and have access to books in their house and things, but some people don't. So taking books in and children having the opportunity to borrow them from the school and then return them. So that's quite a nice idea. I love a book swap. You do love a book swap, Lucy, don't you? I really do. <laughs> and I think this, um, you know, the support that is from schools is, it's so important, particularly when we think back to those first statistics that we started with about, you know, how many people are struggling to or, you know, struggling with the idea of or the practicalities of buying those school supplies. So just making sure you let your children's school know um, that maybe, you know, things are a little bit more difficult as a lot of this support is really quite discreet um, and they work really quite hard to make sure that it is kept um, discreet and so that you know others won't be aware and um, so you might not know about all the amazing support that they offer so getting in touch with contact from their school can be a really good first place to start 
Yeah, I've seen that, Becky. I know our school um, have stated that they can offer support with families that are maybe struggling to meet the costs of school trips and things. Um, so, yeah, just getting in contact. And like you said, Becky, it is done discreetly. So no one should feel kind of, you know, that they can't ask for that support or help. And I think, you know, there are other places if if more direct kind of financial advice is, is needed. We've spoken a lot in this podcast about how to support these conversations, how to support your young people in terms of how to have those conversations and how aware um, they can be. Um, there are other services that can support with more specific things if you are having your own worries about budgets or about money. Um, which, you know, can be a really helpful place to start. We wouldn't want anyone, um, you know, parents or young people to feel that actually they're on their own um, with this. It's something that if we are considering, you know, how that comes across to our young people, we often use the analogy in um, our services that, you know, actually if you're on an aeroplane, and for whatever reason, the oxygen mask come down. The advice is always to put the mask on yourself before you support anyone else with you. So making sure you get your own advice first, making sure that you really take that advice before you kind of start to um, embed some of these structures a little bit more within your family might be a really helpful idea. Thanks for listening. We hope that you found this podcast useful. If you do need any further support, please check out the links in the blurb uh, where we've popped some links to credible sources for support with budgeting and money, but also our own website link for support with mental health concerns. (laughs) 